Metrospectus Audio. At a time where the sun's starting to crack outside, you can start opening your windows. You can actually sit on your patio for a little bit. Probably already have. You've at least cleaned off the cushions that have been hiding in the garage for a while. Now that the weather's starting to get up to the 60s and 70s with consistency, the transfer portal's starting to get hot for the Mac. Bird Reed. Bird Reed is on the move, and he is gone. Last night on Tuesday, he tweeted out that he has entered the transfer portal, and everyone on the internet said, holy crap, and then everybody looked, and you know who else was in the transfer portal? His roommate, Chase Brown, the uh, the same class as, uh, as Reed, so both of them signed in 2018, neither of them wore red shirts their freshman year, they both exceeded the, you know, the four games that they allowed, obviously Jaden Reed, he's, he's very obvious, Chase Brown, yeah, he was, you know, down on the depth charts, but he still played in all 13 games, had 71 carries, had 352 rushing yards. Jaden Reed, obviously, he was the team's leading receiver, um, 56 catches, 797 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, looking on Bill's Bill C's sheet from last year on the team, uh, he was targeted 84 times and caught the ball 56 times. Uh, so that's a catch rate of 66%. Uh, that's not very bad. You know, that's fine. Uh, yards per catch, 14.2. Yards per target, 9.5. Jay Reed, he was he was awesome. The guy was electric. He, you know, I, no one saw him coming uh, until, yeah, until he just had an impromptu track meet with literally everybody on the field. He was also really electric on special teams, too. He had... Uh, nine kick returns, go for 116 yards. Uh, that's an average of 8.9 yards per game on that front. Uh, returning punts, he did it 12 times, picked up 215 yards, including a 93-yard touchdown. I think that was against Delaware State. Um, yeah, but he averaged uh, 16.5 punt return yards per game. So uh, that's pretty good. Obviously, the 93 will kind of throw that number into whack, but he still did it. And in a time where I feel like field position has become increasingly more uh, more important to the game, more important to the strategy of the game now more than ever, not that I'm a good historian about that, but I digress. I'm just going to say it, and you're going to assume it's true. In a time where field position is more popular than ever, more important than ever, Jaden Reed was absolutely very helpful in in contributing to Western Michigan's success that way, contributing to Western Michigan's starting point on offense, where then he would just start running go routes and make, tiring out the cornerback that's on him uh, right after that punt return, right after that kick return. You know, Jaden Reed was very important, and he was a huge bright spot on Western's team that was already, like, you know, cluttered with some good bright spots. The running backs were good. John Wasink, he was a uh, a returning quarterback, and he's set to be the returning quarterback again. They had a electric freshman quarterback behind him in Caleb Ellaby. Um, they said Bird Reed at receiver, too, but, you know, they had a couple other guys that were good, too. D. Eskridge has always been fun to watch. The recruiting's been pretty decent. And you needed that offense to be good for Western to win games because the defense just wasn't very good. 
and Western's offense was good. Uh, they just weren't very explosive. And it sucks because now that there are two starting contributors that have now transferred out of Western Michigan. Uh, I mean, you know, Jaden Reed, you know, I'm kind of speeding it up with him right now uh, for sake of conversation. He still has to find another team. Uh, and, yes, he could go back to Western if he wanted to, but, you know, it doesn't sound like it. Andy Pepper for the uh, the West Michigan uh, Channel 3 WWMT on CBS. Yeah, the reporter for that station. Right after the news uh, broke about Jaden Reed transferring, he hit up Tim Lester, talked about it, quote, I spoke with Tim Lester about the Jaden Reed transfer. Lester told me Reed, quote, loved it here, but that he wants a different opportunity that he thinks that he will find. Other Western Michigan sources believe Reed wants to play at a power five and that this was not a knock on Lester or the program. Right. Lester's also telling me that Chase Brown entered the portal. Another Western source is telling me that there is no internal issues that led to the two players to leave. Coach is blindsided by this. There are whispers that other schools may have spoken to the players. We'll see where they land. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we will see. And best of luck to both of those guys. Uh, Think about this. Think about eligibility for just one second. Just consider the possibility here. They both played full seasons as freshmen. I know Chase Brown didn't get the lion's share of carries as... Uh, so if I were to tell you, yeah, it's a freshman who was a running back that played every game, you would think he got more than 70 touches, right? Right. Uh, so, you know, Chase Brown, he did play every game. He just got very limited touches, uh, probably some special teams too. I'm sure that had a big, that's where he contributed a lot in his games played number. Uh, Jaden Reed obviously played in two of the three phases of the game. They sign in 2018, and they play in 2018. 2019, they transfer out. Let's say they go to literally any FBS program. Any FBS. Think, uh, it doesn't even have to be P5, but you know what? Just for the sake of helping them out, let's go there. But for the sake of, uh, I don't know, making a downgrade upgrade, let's just put them at Northwestern. Let's just put both of them at Northwestern for a minute. They go to Northwestern or an FBS program, whatever, and they have to sit out a year. And then that's their redshirt year, a year after they played a whole season, which is a lot different than sitting out your very first year on campus, getting settled into the college life, getting settled into going to practice and that and not having the anxiety of Saturdays. Not the same sort of anxiety. I mean, I'm sure you give a shit about your team, even if you're not playing, but I digress. They already have not only the uh, the time that was spent being you know away from home, being away from Naperville, Illinois, being away from Bradenton, Florida, being away from home into Kalamazoo with, you know, for the most part, just thousands of strangers around you, and they got settled into the new college life, and and they've had the full season workload of playing every Saturday and playing every game day. Now you sit out a year, no matter what. It's a different kind of experience to kind of just like, uh, 
you know, get thrown into the fire and then kind of just like dial it back a little bit and just kind of have a, uh, I don't know, a sabbatical of sorts. I, it's, it's just risky as hell for, for Reed to do that. But you know, I, I always respect dudes that, that bet on themselves. Um, I know my big meme is that, uh, I wasn't very high on Tyree Jackson, like a lot of other people that watched a lot of him. Um, but you know, what I respect the most of him is that he bet on himself and said, no, I'm done with this college stuff. I'm going to get the good coaching and the pros, even if that means going second string for a while. Um, and that is a decision that's made without much regard to the draft, you know, because the goal is the long-term part where you, where, where it's not getting to the process, it's getting through the process, getting through you know, being on the second team and being uh, a developing quarterback, not the guy that's expected to, you know, take over right away because potential's there. Potential's there, but you have to get through the reps before you reach your potential. And that's kind of the same line of thinking. And I know it's a totally different scenario, switching schools instead of... Uh, electing to go grad school or not. And Jaden Reed's betting on himself because he saw that he came from out of state to go to Western Michigan to already be a freshman All-American, to being a an electric special teams returner, to being an electric wide receiver, someone who could flip the field on a dime, uh, you know, and he did that in a low pace offense. Imagine what he could do in a higher paced offense. And if Reed, and I know it's, you know, it's post spring. You know, he gave Tim Lester another spring. He waited until after Jarrett Dagey left in Bowling Green. He gave Tim Lester another spring and ultimately made the decision that uh, I think I could do more. And. I don't know. That's not really a negative on Western. It's just different, man. If Western wanted a better, or I, I shouldn't say better, if Western wanted a higher-paced offense, a different offense, they would have hired a different guy to be the head coach. It's just different. It's not good or bad. Because, in all honesty, Western's still in a pretty decent spot. Sure, they they lose their leading receiver. Sure, they lose. Uh, they already lost Keyshawn Watson. He transferred to Appalachian State. So they lose some pieces at wide receiver. And they lost Jarvion Franklin a couple of years ago. And now they lose Jamari Bogan uh, to graduation. Those were all very useful contributors. But they still have plenty of returning talent. If the O-line can still block well in the run game, Levante Bellamy is going to get his yards, you know. He developed really, really well into the program. If the offensive line is still contributing well, then that means the passing game might be picking up. You know, and John Wassink, he's been good. He's been efficient. He's been reliable. Uh, he hasn't been always healthy, but you know what? Caleb Elby, he looks good just in case. The defense was really bad, but they made changes there. They got rid of Tim Doust, and now Lou Esposito already got his promotion to be the full-time defensive coordinator for the team. So there's bound to be excitement there. There's bound to be some sort of change there. They already like playing for the guy. Western's still in a pretty good spot. They lose a lot in Jaden Reed. 
right? Like, they lose a lot in Jaden Reed. And it's not going to be easy to replace him, even though he was just a true freshman. But I guess it just goes to show how quickly you can stumble upon a guy if you recruit well enough and if you practice him well enough and if you're looking for the right pieces. Western has plenty of talent that it's signed, and Jaden Reed is not the only good player that they've recruited recently. So I'd be interested to see in... uh, and who's going to step up? And who's going to say that I made the most of my redshirt freshman year and I'm going to step up and I'm going to be a leader on this offense. I'm going to fill the hole that Jaden Reed is leaving behind. I'm going to fill the void that Keyshawn Watson has also left behind. So with Reed gone, that leaves D. Eskridge as the team's uh, leading returning receiver, the five foot nine, one eighty five slot guy. Uh, he was targeted seventy one times last year and caught thirty eight passes, which is not that good. But he did it for seven hundred seventy six yards. So uh, I don't know if that's a big case of drops. It could be. Could very well be. Um, scored three times. He was also going to try to play both ways, at least try to play some defense this year on corner. Um, I don't know if that's still going to be the case, because if not, then the leading returning receiver, if Eskridge, let's just say that he went defense full-time as a cornerback, that would leave tight end Gio Ritchie uh, as the leading returning receiver, who had 392 yards last year, receiving on 35 catches, 54 targets, um, so kind of reliable there, but not reliable in the fact that he's a tight end and not a receiver. Uh, Drake Harris is also gone. Keyshawn Watson's gone. Levante Bellamy, he's in the backfield, uh, but then he'd be second on the team. Jesus, man, yeah, you kind of lose a lot after this. Uh, and then Jalen Hall after that, a freshman, uh, but he was not even tar- he was only targeted seventeen times, so I'm not even going to highly consider him. Sure, they get Cortez Lewis, the grad transfer from Wake Forest, who enters the program. Um, He's going to help out. But, yeah, there's... Yeah, hopefully D. Eskridge plays a full-time receiver now. I think uh, that's kind of have to be the move. Uh, But some other guys that, you know, could earn some playing time now. Corey Crooms, he's a true freshman. Uh, Jalen Hall, the other guy I just mentioned. Um, he had a pretty good catch rate from what I remember seeing. Yeah, he was targeted, let's see, 17 times, uh, caught 11 passes for 170 yards. Uh, it's pretty good there. Deshaun Bustle, he was a uh, he was pretty hyped up recruit in Lester's first full class. So hopefully he pulls through. You know, he was one of the, when I was, went on my tangent earlier about uh, guys that made the most of their redshirt years. Deshaun Bustle is the guy who I had in mind. Dude, 6'2", 170, moves really well. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've been waiting to see him hit the field. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. And the Chase Brown part, I'm not going to harp too much on him. But, you know, it sucks because he was third in the team in rushing last year, but he wasn't going to get the lion's share of the carries. That was always going to be Bellamy's. But, you know, Bogan's gone, and he could have got some of the touches that he got last year, you know, be the number two back. Uh, But 
you know, apparently he just didn't want to stay in the MAC, and, you know, reasonably so, I guess. Um, he saw Jamari Bogan ahead of him last year. He was second on the team last year, second on the depth chart last year. But Bogan was also a 1,000-yard rusher as a freshman, and he never got an opportunity in the NFL. I don't know if that was ever Bogan's intention, but uh, or if that was Bogan's intention as of recent, but mm, something I noticed. That's all I'm saying. But one part that really does suck is that it does kind of deplete the depth after that. Uh, the next guy after that would be Devon Tucker. He's now a senior, 5'8", 210. He's played in 31 games over the last three years, touched the ball 102 times, and scored seven times. Didn't score any times uh, in 2018, and he's rushed for 439 career yards. So those certainly aren't eye-popping numbers, but, you know, it's it's what you got to work with. Next man up, and who knows if Western's going to try to go after, I don't know, any running backs any running backs through uh, the junior college ranks, any any May graduates. You know, that could still be a, a late fix that, that Western could use to add some experience, add some depth to its running back position because... That wouldn't be the worst decision in the world. I know that Western doesn't like going the JUCO route, but this is a particular instance where it would make sense to try to go after one running back through the JUCO ranks and one, maybe one more through the uh, through the pep through the prep ranks to uh, you know kind of develop in that develop the scout system, develop the scout team into you know good freshman, good retro freshman, good sophomore running backs after. Uh, Bellamy graduates after Devon Tucker graduates after the junior college guy graduates because they're going to need that. Last bit of uh, transfer portal news that I need to get to is something that I missed on. Something that I missed on was that Quentin Maxwell, the uh, the former backup quarterback to Nathan Rourke, Quentin Maxwell in Ohio, he has made his decision a month ago to go to a D2 school, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, So good on you, dude. Uh, Me and Justin Coffin over on the other podcast, we would always joke that, you know, Quentin Maxwell is basically, we didn't say this, but it's basically a bat flip, putting Quentin Maxwell in, because that meant that Ohio already won. But, of course, that joke uh, would not prove to be true. We used that during the summer last year pretty much at this point last year um and then literally the first game in nathan rourke i think he went like one for eight two for eight passing in the first quarter against howard and it was just a really really awful showing for him in week one of this uh this past season so then quentin maxwell had to come in and pretty much play as the full-time quarterback after a poor outing from the uh the guy that we're talking about being the uh, maybe the best offensive player in the MAC right now, which is uh, obviously Nathan Rourke. But yeah, Quentin Maxwell, he's going D2 to get his last year of school and college football playing in, and hopefully that pays off for him. You know, I'm sure they could use a, uh, a quarterback that played in the MAC championship game once. I know nothing about Indiana University of Pennsylvania. I'm still confused at the name itself, to be completely honest with you. But yeah, I think that about covers 
the uh, the gist of the most recent transfer portal updates. If you need to see anything else, just head to my website, macrospectus.com. You'll see that there are one, two, three, 58 names that have hit the transfer portal uh, via the Mac. And I also included a list of the guys that have come in from other FBS or FCS programs, D2 programs that went to the Mac. I'm not including junior college transfers to this list. It's totally different. Um, but yeah, if you want to check that out, go for it, please give me the clicks. I do nothing with them. I don't get paid for it. It's actually, I really don't care about clicks, but you know, I hope it's a useful tool if you're into this kind of stuff. Uh, and if you are, please let me know and let me know that you also listen to this podcast by emailing me at macrospectus at gmail.com. Uh, or you can tweet me at ARLVarado13 at macrospectus. If you're into the recruiting stuff, it's at macfbrecruiting. You can also subscribe to this podcast that you're listening to right now on your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed it so much, you should also tell your friends to listen to it if they're into this kind of stuff. Because I know I am, and have them play along with me on the Twitters or the emails. I'm Alex Alvarado, and thank you for listening.